podcast that takes the act of writing that can sometimes be not easy and tries to make it less not easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So remember when we were like in middle school and there was someone you might have wanted to like ask out and you super, super didn't. Um, and that is the fear of rejection. And then we grew up and we became writers and we said, let's get that even more. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that all the time. <laughs> let's do that all the time. That'll be great. Um, yeah, rejection. So not only, one of the great things about writing is not only do you have to do this huge intellectual exercise that takes a lot of time and a lot of your, your resources, it's a very difficult task to do. But then once it's done, getting anyone to care... <laughs> is another whole another journey and that can be really really taxing so today we're going to talk about rejection yeah because it's it's unavoidable you're gonna face mm-hmm. it any kind of artistic pursuit you're going to face rejection and i hear a lot of advice that's so generic like eh, just get thick skin just deal with it mm-hmm. you get over it and i'm like that's not helpful <laughs> yeah not helpful that's like denying the, the problem like well yeah. sure <laughs> Like, just stop. Like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, another thing, and I learned about this uh, like a year ago, maybe two years ago, that part of ADD or ADHD, there is a, uh, a thing called rejection-sensitive dysphoria, where Ooh. you disproportionately react strongly to rejection or assume that there will be rejection. So, you know, assuming that just your default is rejection and then moving from there. And I was like, oh. That sounds familiar. Although being aware of that has certainly helped. Helps you correct for it. But yeah, so let's talk about how to handle rejection. Because it really, you get it, I think, a lot more than I do. Because Hollywood, holy cow, that's like, you, you can, I, I had a, a screenwriter teacher who said, uh, Hollywood's the only place where you can die of encouragement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's rejection on steroids. <laughs> and I just yeah. recently went through this. So I was like, I've got the perfect topic. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Yes, share your pain. We would like to hear about it. <laughs> so um, I, I recently had to deal with a rejection that I would call the disappointment rejection, which is not the mm-hmm. like initial rejection where you're just throwing stuff out there and seeing like what, what sticks, who's excited about something or trying to like convince something to read your work. Like I had made it past mm-hmm. that barrier, um, but uh. I was in the process. It's staffing season here in LA, which means mm-hmm. they're staffing up all the rooms, casting all the shows for the fall season. And it's frantic. It is, it is the most stressful period of the year for most entertainers. And cause you're waiting to see like, what's going to get green light. What's going to mm-hmm. get bought. Who's going to go, who's going to go where. Mm-hmm. And people are moving all over the place. So I was um, being considered for a staff writer position on a new show. And I was very, very, very excited about it. Uh, And yeah, to give you a sense of the competition, there were 500 scripts submitted (laughs) for this show. Uh, And they probably took, I'm guessing the writer's room ended up being eight to 12 people, including the showrunner and the uh, co-EP. So. Yeah, stiff competition, and that's including all levels of, of the writers. Uh, and I did not get in. They only ended up meeting with 20 people. And so it was like one of those things where it was so close. And I was yeah. like, this is so great. Oh. It's so good. It's going to happen. And then it's like, it didn't happen. And it's like, how do you deal with that when it's not just 
oh, well, your writing was crap or, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. more about the business and the timing yeah. and all of these other things. Um, but there was a really great response from um, another showrunner was not affiliated with this project. It was, uh, let's see, what was his name? I think it was Dan, Daniel Hernandez. Uh, okay. He did uh, The Tick and oh, yeah, yeah. did like 1600 pen. Like he's, he's done a lot of comedy, dramedy, quirky mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and he just cast or just did staffing and he has a whole Twitter thread, which I will link to this uh, on rejection and re- specifically with staffing and what his process was for staffing the room. But mm-hmm. one of the things that stood out to me was that he said they got 200 scripts that they had mm-hmm. to go through for his room. And he's like, I want you to remember that none of this has anything to do with your writing. You are all pro yes. writers. Every single script, every single one of you is a good writer. So please do not take a rejection as I am a failure. I am a yeah. bad writer. I should walk away. And that's, I think that's our instinct, right? And any kind of yeah. rejection is like, oh, I'm bad. It's over. So I wanted to stress that because I think that translates across all mediums. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that immediate story we want to tell ourselves that like, well, I'm just not good enough. Or it's like the writing is, my writing is bad. I'm a hack and they finally figured it out. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And, and but sometimes for me, that's even more frustrating because it's like, I did it all right. And then now, now what do I do? Now I have no control over it. Um, you know, and so I, while I, while I hear the, the, I do take comfort in, okay, no, this is not personal. Then I go to another place of like, well, why what, am I ever going to happen? Like, what's the point? Am I ever going to do this? You know, like, I'll never get in. But I think a couple things helped me in those dark times. Um, one of them is knowing that even if it's rejected, they still read it. Right? They still saw me. And, you know, if I believe in my work, then it, it's it's gotten into their brain. Right? And yeah. so, you know, it, it does happen sometimes where it's, yeah, I've been seeing your stuff. It's not the right thing. It's not the right thing. Ah, finally, yes. You know, it, and it's it's important to keep trying. And I tell myself that I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at querying because I just, it just seems pointless. But I also, oh, the, and the other thing is I have to imagine the person reading it and remember that they love writers. They love the thing that they're doing, right? Yeah. They're not reading my stuff to go, ah, Oh, that's stupid. Like no, they they're desperate. They they love writers. They are writers, or they work with writers. Um, they're on my side. They're cheering for me. And if I picture that, that helps a lot. Yeah, that is so important. They're not the enemy. <laughs> no, they they are cheering for you. They want you to be successful. And I was surprised in this process at how many people jumped at the chance to help me get considered. Right. Because I didn't even want to reach out to them and be like, hey, I heard this show. Like, you know, maybe you could mm-hmm. pass my name and my script along. And I thought they're not even going to respond. Like some of these people don't know me yeah. very well and or they know me through another connection. But people were like, if I can help, I want to help, especially when nice. you have already like started building that relationship and they've read your work. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's right. It's like they want to help you. It's helpful to think of the bigger picture and a lot of I'm guessing because they did these 20 meetings 
in like a week period, yeah. they already knew who they really wanted, right? And mm. in some instances, it's like, I've got a list of like my top 20 writers I want to work with mm-hmm. and we're going to start there. And the goal is to get on that list. So if I'm closer mm-hmm. to getting on that list for the next round, then that's still a win. Yeah. It's a it's a slow, it takes so much patience. But I think, I for me, I have to not go from a point of like psyching yourself up you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know, because it's such a long slog. I think you just have to kind of get to a Zen place of just putting it out, you know, just like this is the, this this is the work just as much as the writing is. It's just a practice. It's just a thing of this is the submitting time or this is the meeting time or this is the, you know, putting yourself out there is just the practice in and of itself in a way. Yeah. I mean, it is true. The more you do it, like, it's not that the easier it becomes, but it becomes harder for you to tell yourself that narrative that, like, the world is going to end because mm-hmm. because you got a rejection. Um, and I do think in this business, you start with, like, the queries, right? And the slush mm-hmm. piles and the, like, short story submissions or, or whatever. Like, but they're really low stakes. Like, yes, you spend mm-hmm. a ton of time creating this masterpiece that you love but it doesn't take that long to write a query letter and hit send right and a Mm -hmm. lot of people if you're if you have a coach or a mentor or you're going through school they're telling you like hey you should be sending out x number of queries and you should expect to get x number of rejections and let's count and celebrate our rejections so like if you make Mm -hmm. that part of the culture then it's like okay you're building up that confidence to go after bigger things and Mm -hmm. yeah you're like okay it's rejection you know, I think it's a good idea to set a query goal, like weekly query goal to say, I will do this many, you know, or submission goal or whatever it is so that you're, you're doing it. I mean, like, uh, for short stories, I was told one in, one out. As soon as you get a rejection, you immediately send another one out. Yeah. Particularly with short stories, because you can only send the story to one place at a time, um, which makes it kind of tricky. I, I wonder also, and this is just me thinking, if there's a point where you can overthink the process too much too you know because it's always like oh well your query's got to be really great and then you get rejections and you don't know was this rejection because it was a bad query was this reject because queries are so hard to write (laughs) or is it because that just wasn't what they were looking for or because it you know the book's not ready or you've no feedback at all and so you you can't read into it you have to just kind of ignore that right you can't you can't because there's there's nothing it's just you have no context of, of why it was rejected. And so you can't, there's nothing to fix. You can't fix it because you don't know what to fix. Um, at least not from that channel. If there's other channels, you know, if you have uh, uh, feedback from other people, if you can get uh, query critiques or whatever, you know, that that's a channel where you can take that feedback and fix things. But to take the feedback of rejection, I think you have to be so careful because, again, you've got, you have nothing. Yeah. I feel so seen right now because that is that is my biggest challenge with queries is that I, I I do them sparingly. I spend so much time trying to get the perfect query letter and then I have I've had to psych myself up to send it. So I'll have it sitting oh, yeah. in my, my inbox and I'm like, okay, today is the day we're gonna hit send and this oh, yeah. one query is gonna go out. And if I don't set a quota for myself or like some kind of structure, like it just it will take me weeks. Like I will just 
procrastinate and then I'll be like maybe so oh, like yeah. now I'm like okay today's the day all I have to do is write a draft all I have to do is tweak this or find the name of the person I'm gonna email yeah. like I've had to make it very structured and even then saying like oh I'm gonna do two a week I still put that off so it's like you oh, have yeah. to know your own weaknesses and kind of game <laughs> like hack yourself your, your yeah. worst instincts to get your your work out there whereas if you're I will say if you send mass queries all the time and that is not your issue maybe you need to gain the system <laughs> and think yeah. about like am, am I sending the right ones maybe I should only send a certain number yeah that's yeah there are people uh, who are too confident <laughs> <laughs> which is the which is the worst because like you you don't want to be that guy either like yeah. who's too confident and you're like wait am I am I being I'm not I it, it's so hard to tell and I think you just have to not I just I just think you have to just take that that whole because we're used to taking uh, uh, results and learning from them, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is rejection. Then I need to fix something. This is not the outcome I wanted. Let me make a change to do that. And I think with this process, particularly querying, um, you kind of can't. I mean, there might be a chance where there's something really standing out, and and that's where you know you go to a trusted friend and and consult with them and get their input. But like I'm thinking uh, seriously of like writing a script, like a like a computer script to assemble queries for me, mm-hmm. because it's such a it's such a like he's got to open it and like okay which one do they want? Do they want does this person want five pages? Does this person want the first chapter? Does this person want it two chapters? Does this was just want the query? Um, it, you know, no one ever wants the same thing. No. Um, and you can get really pissed off about it. Mm. Um, I can't say I would be lying to say that I haven't. Um, so yeah, it's. It has to become less of a um, an emotional thing after a certain point. You gotta kind of turn off your your emotions and just do it. Yeah, and I would say like in terms of the quality of the the query letter itself that's going out, I would say if you have if you've taken a workshop, like take a workshop. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Take a yeah. workshop or find somebody in your network who is a couple of steps ahead of you, who has an agent or was sold something who can look over it and say like, yeah, that looks like what I sent or yeah, this is what I've seen. Um, I, I have some friends who are in that submission and they're like constantly reviewing new submissions in the slush pile. So I would trust them and say like, Hey, this is what I'm sending out. Does this make sense? And that will help eliminate some of the questions about, mm-hmm. am I just doing it wrong? Is this not industry yeah. standard or is, is it, like turning people off because I'm using some phrase that is offensive, whatever it is, right? Like they can do that quick check and then you can just remove that, like just push that from your mind as like, this is the reason why. I wonder, like there's there's uh, sites like Query Shark where they review all of them. Right. And I think that also, I think that can also work against you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, because they're just like, they're going over it so much to, to try to decode what a good query is. I wonder if you could, you could, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's because my, my query sucks. And so that's why I'm, I'm justifying it. But like, I think you can, you can get too much in it. You can really get yourself so focused on perfecting the query that you don't do your work, that you're not, and that's not really necessarily the thing. Cause it's, there's so much of it is like, yeah, your query is important and then you want it to be good. But the reason you get rejected could be, any anything and it could be you know anything (laughs) yeah yeah let's talk about that because I think people 
like we said, often think it's the work, right? It's something I yeah. said, or it's the query letter, or it's the quality of the writing, and I'm a bad writer, and that's why I got rejected. That's not true. It could be that they have five other authors who write in the same genre and voice, voice and tone that you do, and they don't want the competition. It could be that they only have two open slots for new material. And again, like it's too similar to what they already have. It could be, you know, like it could be a variety of things. They just I just sold something like it. Yes, I was, I've definitely heard that. I also had one story a series and they were like, well, we don't know how to market this. Like we can't mm-hmm. buy this because it's too cross genre and we don't know how to sell to this like niche yeah. audience. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, it's a business, but you also have to be creative. You can't write to the trend, which unlike any other business, you analyze the trends and then you pursue them. Right. Like you do market research and then you go, okay, this is what's selling. Then I will do that. But that's not you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. So, yeah. Other reasons why we drink. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think it just has to be kind of a of a Zen practice of just, you know, just do it without any real. I mean, I won't say without any real passion, not not to say that you're it sounds wrong, but like just, yeah, kind of dispassionately just. It's a practice. It's just I get up, I do my queries, I send them out, move on, you know, and and not worry about it once you've done your due diligence. Just yeah, I think keep pushing. I, mean, I, I think it has. It's it's got to be what works for you. Like, and that's why we talk about therapy. That's why we yeah. talk about knowing your style, knowing your personality, knowing what mm-hmm. your your faults are. Your your like, I don't even know if you want to call it defense mechanism. Like, what are the things that you resort yeah. to that you fall back into those bad p- patterns and behaviors and narratives yeah. of thinking around your your success that could be blocking you. And if that means getting a coach or a mentor or somebody else to help you figure that out, then do that because it's going to get you farther faster. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I need the excitement. I have to hype myself up or I will never do mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, I know that my strength is I, I know I'm strong enough to get through rejection. And mm-hmm. it's not actually the aftermath that freaks me out. It's the beforehand and the perfectionist yes. tendencies of yes. like, like, I'm going to, this is a great opportunity, but I'm going to do something that screws it up at the beginning. And then like, I'm going to ruin all chances forever. So like, I yeah. constantly have to tell myself that this is not my one and only shot, that this is not my one and only story, that this is not yeah. the only interaction I'm going to have with this person. And I think when you put those kinds of qualifiers on events, it, it does make everything falsely more like inflated and yeah important than it is. Yeah, you really gotta you really gotta kinda get yourself in the right mindset. And it's hard. And help each other. Talk to people. Yes. You know? And and yeah, it's the worst part of this, I think, but uh there's nothing for it. There's writers. There's writers for it. Like, yes. use your writing community. That's why, because they get it. They understand the, the rejection yeah. and they will drink with you or laugh with you or cry with you. And that's been really great. Yeah, just, just don't give up. Don't give up. Just don't give up. <laughs> keep keep at it. That's the only way to lose is to, to give up. Yeah. So. Well. Speaking of uh, not giving up, I guess. I'm not sure. No, that, that segue is terrible. We're just going to keep moving. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap up for now, but I want to just remind everyone, uh, if you have a free moment, 
Um, we would really love it if you could leave some reviews for us on whatever podcasting service you use that takes reviews. Um, Apple Podcasts is kind of the big mama, but I know that there are reviews other places. Not only does that help us, and you love us, so you want to help us, um, but also it helps other people find our podcast and, uh, you know, maybe it'll make you feel good about yourself too. And we, we all we all could use a little ego boost all the time, so. That's right. If you we, can do that, we would be very happy. We promise not to reject your review. <laughs> nope. Well, unless you, like, use bad words. That's, that's not something we can do. <laughs> that's not us. That's, that's, yeah. that's Apple. We can't, you know. <laughs> but, you know. Um, great. Well, I think we'll just wrap up and say that uh, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye. Bye.